0: As if the disaster of the late game collapse against the Tennessee Titans was not bad enough in week 14, the Dolphins learned that center Connor Williams is out for the remainder of the season with a torn ACL on Tuesday. A look at the implications of that injury here today on Locked on Dolphins. You are locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked on Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked on Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked on Dolphins, co-host of Locked on NFL Scouting. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Tip of the cap to our everydays. Because it is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets by winning any $5 money line bet. That is $150 if your team wins. Visit fanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. The Dolphins entering week 15 of the 2023 season, nine and four. Very ugly final five minutes of a 28 to 27 loss at the hands of the Tennessee Titans, where just about every component of the football team, from coaching to personnel, to player management, to execution, to offense, to defense, uh, was all culpable in some way, shape, or form. Total team meltdown. We're not going to talk about it anymore. But as if that wasn't bad enough, as if falling to nine and four and missing an opportunity to hit double-digit wins and keep the pressure on the team from Western New York as the Dolphins try to close out uh, this lead that they have in the AFC East, never mind the playoff implications for this football team from a big-picture perspective, as if missing that opportunity with a two-touchdown lead wasn't bad enough. Connor Williams is out for the year with a torn ACL that was confirmed on Tuesday. And the dolphins are a team uh, who have had a slew of injuries all season long to their offensive line. And some of the injuries like the ones to Teron Armstead and Isaiah, Wynn, a lot of people saw coming because Isaiah, Wynn has dealt with injury issues since he first got drafted as a first round pick by the new England Patriots in 2018. Teron Armstead left the New Orleans Saints because the availability consistency was something that he really struggled with down the stretch. And that's how a player of Teron Armstead's caliber, when healthy, is available on the free agent market, because teams don't let good offensive linemen walk. We did that research in the summer. But now the Dolphins have a really interesting issue on their hands, both long-term and short-term for the remainder of this season. What are you doing with Connor Williams? He's an expiring contract at the end of the season. This conversation has to start with what this offensive line is going to look like moving forward for the remainder of this season and what the ceiling is that is capped offensively. Now, if you're looking for silver linings, and there's no silver linings when a player of of Connor Williams' caliber has his season ended with a ligament issue that uh, potentially puts the start of next year in jeopardy for him as well. It sucks. This point blank period for Connor Williams, it sucks for a guy who was really interested in getting contract extension and wanted to be here long term and get a new deal. uh, I hate that for him. It is the ugly side of the business of a contact sport. But we'll put Connor Williams and his discussion and save that for the meat of this show. First, we have to talk about what is this offensive line going to look like today, tomorrow? Against the Jets on Sunday, Mike McDaniel said on Tuesday uh, he anticipates Teron Armstead will be day to day, or that his return is perceived to be more conceivable than the return of uh, Robert Hunt, who is dealing with a hamstring reaggravation that he suffered against Washington. Again, uh, you have had a musical chairs of the offensive line. Austin Jackson has been your only staple. Assume Tron Armstead comes back. And even if he doesn't, then Kendall Lamb is going to be your, your left tackle. And I didn't think Kendall Lamb played particularly well against Tennessee, but I also think he, his body of work all season long is admirable enough that uh, you you feel good about him being your bridge if you need to get through a stretch of time where you're really thin on the offensive line. Your guards are going to be Robert Jones and Lester Cotton. Liam Eikenberg is going to be your center. And Austin Jackson is going to be your right tackle. Now, If the the Dolphins can get to a point where Toronto Armstead's playing left tackle and Robert Hunt comes back and Lee and your center and Austin Jackson stays healthy, I look at this group and I do say, can we get Kendall Lamb, and it's been discussed all season long, his flexibility because he's been one of the best five. Can you get him cross-trained and ready for guard? Mike McDaniel a few weeks ago alluded to that was something that they were working on a little bit, but he felt it was more of like a long-term play. Well, the long-term play now is ideally you're getting to Week 18 Buffalo. And here's what we know about Week 18 Buffalo. No matter what happens the next three weeks with the Jets, the Cowboys, and the Ravens, the Dolphins could lose all three games hypothetically, and the Bills could win all three games. You'd still go into that game, Playing for a division title, you're guaranteed to be playing Week 18 for a division title if you do not have the division title wrapped up. Now, there's a lot that has to go your way. You need the Cowboys to beat the Bills to to avoid that scenario. You need the Cowboys to beat the Bills this weekend, and then you need the Dolphins to beat the Jets, and that would mean one Bills loss or one Dolphins win the rest of the way gets it done. Or hypothetically, a tie Week 18, but that's neither here nor there. Um. So the Dolphins can still achieve everything they want to achieve. And I think with the amended offensive line, I do think they can still accomplish that goal. Does Connor Williams take away the ceiling of what your offensive performance looks like? Yes. I think it changes your run game. I think with Lee Meichenberg and his presence, it changes how you attack because of the domino effect of what that means for both of your guards with guys like Robert Jones and Lester Cotton, who are big physical mauler types. You're going to have to run the ball between the tackles. We talked about it a few weeks back when they were dealing with these kinds of issues, and we were talking about the mobility of guard being a limiting factor in the run game. Why isn't the run game finding the teeth that it had earlier in the season? They were still trying to run outside and get the edges. And you're really going to be pressed to either have the guys on the edge Your skill players step up to make walls on the second level in the alley to allow those runs to still hit, or you are going to have to be more of a vertical run game offense. And if that's the case, that changes some of your play action passing game and some of your RPO game and how effectively you can run from the shotgun. So there's a domino effect here that that you're going to have to sew it all together. And your ability to do so is going to determine whether or not this is an offensive team that puts up 375 yards, but maybe doesn't score a lot of points unless the defense helps them out and get some short fields and everybody feels really bad about it. Or if they're able to physically dictate terms up front, which I think they're capable of doing, even with this group, it's, it's just in a different way. It has to be. And from a play calling perspective, You have to call the run game when you're catching eight men in coverage at the five-yard line, which is what the Dolphins caught against the Titans on Monday night, and they were committed to passing the football. Run the ball. You have the capability of doing it. Raheem Mostert has showcased the ability to do it. Jeff Wilson has showcased a very viable option to run between the tackles. Devon A. Chang can be your change-of-pace type player. You could still get him his touches. Run the ball between the tackles. Challenge teams to step up and fill, and that can get you some of those one-on-one shots on the outside. It's this—you can't play these games, and being at home will help you play the passing game the way you want to play the pass game. But it can't be what it was when you started the season, and because of all of the injuries, I'd like to think that you have enough experience. Shuffling those pieces to understand how you can put all of those pieces in the best position to be successful. But make no mistake, you're going to have to sign another offensive lineman with interior flexibility to play center and guard, because you know Liam Eichenberg right now is your de facto sixth offensive lineman. Kendall Lamb is de- your de facto swing tackle. Liam cannot th- play all three spots. That suddenly is a very valuable player for you, even if the ceiling is nowhere near as high as Connor Williams. We'll talk more about Connor Williams specifically next year on this episode of Locked on Dolphins, so stick with us. As the weather cools down, the NFL deals stay hot over at FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. It's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is super easy to use. Right now, new customers get one hundred fifty dollars in bonus bets with that winning five dollar money line bet. So, pick any money line bet, regardless of the odds, and if it hits, you get one hundred fifty dollars. If it's your first bet with FanDuel, there's a wide range of betting options that include the spread, player props, over unders, and the money line. So, visit FanDuel.com/slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Connor Williams specifically. Um, going into this free agent class, if the Dolphins are going to elect to move on from Connor Williams, and I think this is where they have to be. They do have to be careful from a team composition perspective. There's an opportunity perhaps for this team to find a more um, readily available for the start of the season talent. In Connor Williams, and if that's what they want to prioritize, it may mean Connor Williams will be playing elsewhere starting in 2024. But you have Jalen Phillips now who's coming off an Achilles. You have potentially Connor Williams returning, coming off of an ACL. These are areas that will need to be addressed regardless of whether or not you bring Connor Williams back because you have to be ready to play until he is back. Does that mean Lee Eikenberg? in the last year of his rookie contract is your guard that becomes your center until Connor comes back. And if that's the case, then you're going to have to address guard. I think you're going to have to address left guard anyway. They have to make a decision with Robert Hunt. So there's a lot in flux. And for those Dolphins fans who are fed up and tired of the injuries along the offensive line, here's some good news for you. They can reset effectively the entire unit. They've made the commitment to Austin Jackson. Toronto we will probably be here one more year. I would bring back Kendall Lamb, and I would call offensive tackle, for the most part, pretty good shade. Let's we'll see what you, you'll hold on to Ryan Hayes in the offseason, see if he can develop into somebody who feels a viable fourth tackle. And then the entire interior, you can attack in whatever way you want, whether you want to be economically friendly with it, whether you want to retain the talent because you think the identity of those players and you don't think the uh, Connor Williams injury, which was uh, an issue where he got rolled up on from behind. So very unfortunate injury and the soft tissue issues that Robert Hunt is dealing with right now. If you feel like those are not uh, likely to be repeatable, and you want to retain that group because you think it's part of the identity of who you are as a football team, you can do that too. You'll still need to address one spot no matter what. And if Liam, if if Connor Williams is back and you run back the unit, you're probably gonna to have to address two spots because Eichenberg, I would guess, would be penciling at left guard if Connor's ready to go. But if he's not, he's gonna to have to be your center. So from Connor Williams's perspective, um I worry about lost value, whether he's negotiating with Miami or otherwise. Whether that's years and guaranteed money or whether that is actual raw value when he hits free agency, if he's put in a position to hit free agency. Uh, He's 26 years old. He'll be 27 at the start of the season next year. That's a full contract in the NFL where you would expect like high caliber play. And you never know, some of these guys, specifically athletic centers, uh, can age pretty gracefully. Just look over at Jason Kelsey with the Eagles. He's 36 years old, playing out of his mind. Been a very good player for Philadelphia. So, Connor Williams, unfortunately, is now in a position where he's going to have to see where the Dolphins' frame of mind falls. He's totally at the mercy of, um, and it. from a business perspective, it may not be very friendly to Connor Williams. But the $7 million per season average that he was playing with last year was already a top four, six, eight, top ten contract at the center position. And this is not a position that has a lot of players that are compensated at a particularly high level. Kelsey leads the way at 14.2 million per season on a one-year deal. Frank Ragnow signed a four-year extension worth 54. That's 13 and a half. That's the number two center contract in the league. Ryan Jensen 13. Corey Lindsley 12 and a half. Ryan Kelly 12 and a half. Eric McCoy 12. Caesar Ruiz 11. Mitch Morse with the Bills 9.75. And then it's Connor Williams at seven. And he signed as a guard and then made the transition to play center. No other center across the league is earning more than six. And there's a bunch of that with Brian Allen with the Rams, Ted Karras with the Bengals, Bradley Bozeman with the Panthers, Ethan Posich with the Cleveland Browns. So, if the injury for Connor and the uncertainty around his return, his availability to return, bleeds into February and March, which you would expect that it would because by the time he has procedure, I mean, you're, you're talking two and a half, three months. He may end up either waiting to sign or he may opt for a shorter deal. And that wouldn't help the Dolphins either because their whole backlog Starts right now, 2024. They're going to have to restructure some contracts. They're going to have to move on from some talent. You already got the feeling in the sense they weren't going to be able to run everybody back from this year's group. And a center who, based off his play, is is worth $12, $13 million per season, probably. He belongs in that conversation with Corey Lindsley and Ryan Kelly at 12 and a half maybe checking in right below Frank now Frank at 13 and a half. Like that, that's the stratosphere player you're talking about here. And if he's coming off of an injury, are you motivated to move away? And does that then in turn have a domino effect for uh, a player elsewhere who may be returning or not returning? Say your team leader in sacks over on the defensive side of the ball, Christian Wilkins, it's because you're you're talking... Probably 60% of what it's going to cost to retain Christian Wilkins is the money that would otherwise be going to, to Connor Williams. A lot of hypotheticals, a lot of moving parts. It's ugly. Um, and it, it you wish everyone were healthy so that they could just make the decisions based off paying the players what they've earned on the field. And letting the players then in turn make the decision that they feel is best for them as well, because that's the one thing that Connor Williams will not have the ability to do uh, now, which sucks. It's super unfortunate. We'll talk a little bit a little bit more about this Dolphins offensive line here as we bring this episode of Locked On Dolphins to a close. So stick with us. Football's fun. But football's even more fun when you have a little skin in the game yourself. And that's why you got to check out Prize Picks, the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's the easiest, most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports because it is you against the numbers instead of you battling against thousands of other players. You pick more or less on two to six player stat projections and you can watch your winnings rolling in. Playing is easy. A few taps on your phone. They got just about every sport that you can imagine a ton of stat projections for you to pick more or less on. If you hit up the six, you can win up to 25 times your money with prize picks. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for first deposit match of up to $100. That is prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for first deposit match of up to $100. So in summary with the Connor Williams news, Uh, I I don't think it helps his case to return to the the team unless his market is totally sapped and he feels a shorter-term deal would be more beneficial to him. And if the Dolphins were to facilitate a more short-term deal, I would expect the team to implement uh, some void years on that contract to soften the 2024 salary cap hit because when the contract is shorter, you have less distribution to spread the money out across. It's impossible to know what he's gonna be valued out with this injury. The easy dots to connect are if you have players that are not injured, that are worth comparable or even more money that are significant impact players, you can defer those funds in that direction instead and simply transition to a different player. And that is the lack of human element of the business of football uh, that just, it, it it's never fun, right? And I'm not saying that's the path and the destiny of Connor Williams, but this was a player who was playing at Pro Bowl level. This was, this was a Pro Bowl player. Everybody will point to the snap against Kansas City at the end of the game that was a little off-kilter, and I get it, right? It was not an ideal rep in a high-pressure situation. But Miami has had to make do without Connor for an extended portion of this season, and you see tangibly the difference in his athleticism and the value that it presents to this offense versus when it is not there. And that is the part for me that I have a hard time shaking when I'm thinking about moving on from Connor Williams. Because every move has to have a corresponding move. You have to have a starting center. Is that Liam Eikenberg? If it is, then I would expect your run game to evolve long-term. If it's another athletic player, you have to find an athletic player. You have to pay or draft an athletic player. These are all off-season conversations to have and hypotheticals to explore, and you could go uh, 10 degrees deep on any single one of them. The interwovenness of any player personnel decision has more degrees of separation than than Kevin Bacon. And somebody's going to get a laugh out of that because I see plenty of comments on the YouTube channel that think I look like Kevin Bacon. So if you don't watch on YouTube, here's your Easter egg for the day if you made it to segment three. Um, but in the here and now, this Dolphins offense can continue to be a balanced and successful unit if you evolve how you attack in the run game. Because with the interior trio being what it is, and Toronto Armstead not at 100%, so much of the athleticism that made the horizontal run game so unique early in the year. I think you now have to call these runs with the anticipation that they're going to hit between the tackles or they're going to bend back if guys are not going to consistently win up onto the second level and secure an adjacent gap in the horizontal run game, which would be my expectation if we're just being honest about the talent that's available on the field. And that's okay, but you're going to call it that way. We'll see what the Dolphins do. That's going to do it for us here on this episode of Locked On Dolphins. I appreciate you guys for checking out the show. Keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins because it is your team every day. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Fins up. I'm Kyle Krabs. I'm out of here. Peace.